0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stewart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stewart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves stewart freeze-dried dog treats big tail wagging nutritional benefits available on amazon.com today
2: tonight the breaking news about whether schools and sports will start in the fall the president threatens federal funding for schools that don't hold in-person classes as the cdc announces they will issue new guidelines next week But tonight, the nation's largest school system, New York City, announces schools will be limited to one to three days a week, which your family needs to know tonight. Plus, Ivy League schools place all sports on hold until January. The first D1 programs to cancel college football will other schools follow. AMERICA CROSSES THREE MILLION CASES. THE U.S. SETS A NEW RECORD FOR MOST CASES REPORTED IN A SINGLE DAY, 60,000, WITH MANY OF THEM COMING FROM TEXAS, FLORIDA, AND ARIZONA. ONLY ON CBS NEWS, OUR REPORTER ON THE FRONT LINES, TONIGHT WITH EXCLUSIVE ACCESS INSIDE ONE HOSPITAL IN A RACE AGAINST TIME. IT'S NOT JUST GOING TO BE YOU. IT'S GOING TO BE A WHOLE FAMILY THAT'S GOING TO GET SICK. Heartburn, drug danger? Could an over-the-counter drug you take every day double your risk of getting coronavirus? The new study out, what you need to know. Trump's taxes. Will the Supreme Court force the president to turn over his personal financial records to investigators? Plus, the health scare for Chief Justice John Roberts. And finally tonight, during a national crisis, how a 12-year-old with a trumpet is lifting spirits.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with another record-breaking day in a nationwide crisis that only appears to be getting worse. A surge of new infections in Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California pushed the U.S. past three million confirmed cases today, but didn't stop President Trump from ignoring the advice of his own health experts, threatened to pull federal funding from schools that don't fully reopen this fall. Just hours after the president slammed CDC guidelines for getting students back into schools as too tough, Vice President Mike Pence told reporters that guidance would be revised. Now, across the South tonight, the focus isn't on schools. It's on saving lives. In Florida, the death toll is rising and intensive care units are overflowing. In Arizona, people are now waiting up to 13 hours to be tested. Getting results could now take days due to backlogs. And in this COVID ward in McAllen, Texas, where CBS News was given exclusive access today, doctors there say they are being pushed to the brink. As we come on the air, we're also learning a nursing home near Fort Worth has been evacuated after a third of residents there HAVE TESTED POSITIVE. SO THERE'S A LOT OF REPORTING TO GET TO TONIGHT AND OUR TEAM OF CORRESPONDENTS IS COVERING IT ALL. CBS'S DAVID Begno IS GOING TO LEAD OFF OUR COVERAGE TONIGHT IN SOUTH FLORIDA. GOOD EVENING, DAVID.
4: GOOD EVENING, Nora. WE ARE IN BROWARD COUNTY AND WE JUST HEARD THAT HERE IN THE COUNTY THEY ARE INCREASING THEIR FINES AND PENALTIES AGAINST PEOPLE WHO ARE NOT FOLLOWING RULES AND REGULATIONS AND ARE CONTRIBUTING to the spread of coronavirus. We are at Memorial Regional Hospital in Hollywood, 30 yards away from where I am. There is only what I can describe as a drive-through COVID receiving center. You pull up, a nurse greets you, brings you inside this tented area, and immediately starts the triaging process. The numbers are going up significantly the past few weeks. Dr. Randy Katz says the emergency department here at Memorial Hospital in Hollywood is the busiest it's been since the COVID outbreak began. There's no doubt that this virus is just as deadly now as it was three months ago. And we're seeing more patients come into the hospital, more patients with infection and more patients with complications from this virus. As numbers rise across the state, north of Orlando in Volusia County, Sheriff Mike Chitwood says his local health department has stopped telling him how many people are infected in his county.
5: It's unconscionable because if you give the American people the information that they need, we can make informed decisions.
4: Meanwhile, hospitalizations and deaths in other hotspots continue to skyrocket. On Tuesday, Texas broke its single-day record, reporting just over 10,000 new cases. This is video from inside of a Houston hospital, where medical staff worked to save the life of a 66-year-old COVID patient.
0: In coronavirus, one minute you're looking great, and the next minute you're gone.
4: Arizona has fewer than 150 ICU beds left in the entire state, in California, at least 100 people have died from the virus for the third day in the past week. At today's White House Task Force briefing, Dr. Deborah Burks made this plea.
1: Use the face coverings, not going to bars, not going to indoor dining, but really not gathering in homes either. friend.
4: You're, you're the mandate to wear masks continues to outrage some people. This man was reportedly asked to put on a mask at a Costco in Fort Myers, Florida. He has since been fired from his job at an insurance agency. Meanwhile, more cities and state officials are making face coverings mandatory, including in New Jersey and Atlanta. This
5: kid woke up with a smile on his face.
4: Pastor David Settles from Tennessee knows firsthand what it's like to lose someone to COVID-19. His 30-year-old son, Darius, died Saturday, four days after he was diagnosed. He is urging people to wear masks.
5: Somebody gave it to him, and I bet you if they had known, I'll give it to this young man and he'll die, they would have done differently.
4: One more piece of breaking news, this time out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have just heard from the health director in Tulsa, who says that President Trump's rally there and the protests that happened around it last month likely contributed to 500 new coronavirus infections in that area. Nora.
2: David Begno, thank you. And today, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos insisted that schools must reopen in the fall and slammed plans for a hybrid of alternating days in the classroom. But the decision on opening up is up to local officials, and many are following advice from medical experts. CBS's Ben Tracy reports tonight from the White House.
6: President Trump tonight once again at odds with his own medical experts as he continues to relentlessly push America's schools to reopen. We want to learn in the classroom, so our schools we want them open in the fall he's also threatening to defund schools that don't open though he has little power to do so and criticizing the cdc's school safety guidelines calling them very tough and expensive
7: we don't want uh, the guidance from cdc to be a reason why schools don't open
6: today vice president mike penn said the cdc will issue new guidance next week because getting kids back to school is essential to parents going back to work and helping the economy
7: we just don't want the guidance to be too tough.
6: But teachers groups say the federal government isn't providing adequate plans for testing or funding to reopen schools safely.
2: So it's kind of unfair that we're putting the education system
1: on the hook for bailing us out of this pandemic in terms of childcare and getting our economy moving again.
6: In South Florida, where infections are surging, the Miami-Dade County Superintendent of Schools said he will not follow a statewide order to resume in-person classes next month if conditions have not improved.
3: That's virtually
4: impossible. It would be reckless.
6: New York City's mayor announced today he will only partially reopen the nation's largest school district in September with students coming to school in person one to three days per week, an average class size dropping from 30 to between 9 and 12.
0: I feel for parents who are juggling so much. We're going to have to figure out
6: more uh, in terms of uh, childcare. Tonight, the Ivy League has canceled all sports programs until January due to coronavirus concerns. Now, other major college sports conferences are still hoping to play. It's just not clear how they're going to make that happen. Nora.
2: Ben Tracy, thank you. We want to go back now to Texas, where the governor previously warned that a 10% rate of positive tests would be a red flag for the state. Well, tonight we've learned that rate there is even higher. And that's being felt in the state's hospitals. CBS's Maria Vidal gives us an exclusive look from the front lines.
1: (laughs) This is the sobering scene inside the COVID ICU at South Texas Health System Hospital in McAllen. Almost every patient in here is on a ventilator, and their chance of beating the virus is slim. Respiratory. Medical staff here are strained, struggling to treat more than 140 COVID patients, the highest they've had since the start of the pandemic. There are so many patients coming in right now that there's just not enough beds for them.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Dr. Osman Khan works in the ER. Knowing how quickly things have progressed here, are you worried?
2: Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm very good. Uh, I feel that, uh, that this is just the beginning for us. It seems like it's going to be getting a lot worse.
1: While we were there, Dr. Khan was treating Juana Prieto, who's developed pneumonia on top of coronavirus. Prieto and her husband, Jesus, were hospitalized after losing their 35-year-old daughter, Jessica, to COVID last week. For those people that don't understand what this virus is, tell me, what, what has this done to your family? There's no words I can describe this, losing your own, your kid, my only daughter. Cases here in the Rio Grande Valley have increased by 70% over the last two weeks. And if you take a look behind me, you'll see some white windows. Those are rooms with COVID patients inside that have been retrofitted. WITH SPECIAL AIR FILTERS. RIGHT NOW HOSPITAL ADMINISTRATORS ARE TELLING ME THEY ARE AT CRITICAL CAPACITY AND THEY ARE BEGGING FOR HELP BEFORE THIS GETS OUT OF HAND. NORA.
2: ALL RIGHT. MARIA VARIALE WHO JUST A FEW HOURS AGO WITH HER CREW TOOK ALL THAT PROTECTIVE EQUIPMENT OFF. THANK YOU FOR YOUR REPORTING. TONIGHT, ARIZONA IS DOWN TO THE LOWEST NUMBER OF AVAILABLE ICU BEDS SINCE THE CRISIS BEGAN. AND IN CALIFORNIA, WHERE INFECTIONS ARE SURGING, MEDICAL WORKERS ARE SOUNDING THE ALARM ABOUT A SHORTAGE OF PROTECTIVE EQUIPMENT. AND THE U.N. WARNED TODAY THAT SOARING DEMAND HAS LED TO A FLOOD OF FAKE MEDICAL GEAR. HERE'S CBS'S CARTER EVANS.
3: IN CALIFORNIA, THERE'S A DWINDLING SUPPLY OF PROTECTIVE EQUIPMENT.
2: THEY'RE NOT protecting US.
3: This California nurse says she's wearing donated gear and has to wipe down her gown between patients. Nurse Mary Miller told me she gets one mask per shift, seeing both COVID patients and people who are not infected.
8: To have the thought of maybe we're giving it to them is not what we took
2: our nursing oath for.
3: In this memo to Congress, six of the nation's largest medical distributors warned raw material for PPE is now in a really bad position worldwide. Material for gowns is unavailable at any price and continuing to supply protective equipment is not sustainable. Supply shortages in Sacramento forced five COVID testing sites to close. Rakesh Tamabatula just set up a medical mask factory, but he's worried about a broken supply chain. When you see nurses and doctors who are struggling to protect themselves, what are you thinking? I just hope there could be a simpler process where, you know, we could sell directly to the hospitals. And when a vaccine is ready, there could be a shortage of syringes. CBS News has confirmed that at least two government contracts went to companies that have never produced syringes on such a massive scale. Nora.
2: This has got to be a top priority. Carter Evans, thank you for your reporting. Today we learned George Floyd told officers more than 20 times that he could not breathe the night he died. That's according to transcripts of police body cam video worn by former officer Thomas Lane who held Floyd's legs while fellow officer Derek Chauvin held a knee to Floyd's neck. Lane is asking a court to dismiss his charges of aiding and abetting murder. The transcripts show that he asked Chauvin whether Floyd should be turned onto his side. Chauvin refused. Now to a racially charged verbal assault on an Asian family that was caught on camera. Since the COVID crisis began, many Asian Americans have been targeted by racial slurs and even physical attacks. And incidents like these are now at an all-time high. Here, CBS's Jeff Pagase.
5: You <laughs> need to leave. The San Francisco <laughs> tech CEO who was caught on camera yelling Asian racial slurs at an oh Asian American family on the Fourth of July.
2: <laughs> an Asian piece of.
5: He is now apologizing.
2: I was shocked.
5: Raymond DeRosa and his family were celebrating his wife's birthday. Do you think his apology is sincere?
6: I, I, I
5: do not. Since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, there has been a sharp rise in attacks on Asian Americans across the country. In Midland, Texas, in March, a hate crime attack there left a man and his two-year-old with knife wounds across their faces. In April, in New York, a man poured acid on an Asian-American woman.
3: If you're from China, I need to know.
5: There have been more than 2,000 reports in the U.S. of discrimination and harassment aimed at Asian-Americans since March.
8: Some of that is driven by racist rhetoric from our elected officials.
5: Kung flu. Yeah. White House officials have repeatedly defended the president's statements. You just f- push me. Amid the growing threat of the coronavirus stupid. Okay. and okay. an increasing number of incidents targeting
8: Asian-Americans. You're just me. To assign them guilt or to scapegoat them for a disease that they had nothing to do with is extremely problematic.
5: In March, the FBI sent a bulletin to law enforcement warning about the increased potential for hate crime attacks against Asian-Americans because the coronavirus was spreading. Laura,
2: Jeff Pagase, thank you. As many as 125,000 women could lose contraceptive coverage from their employer-sponsored health insurance after a Supreme Court ruling today. The 7-2 to two majority included Chief Justice John Roberts, who we just learned suffered an injury last month. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford.
4: From Senator Warren. The
2: 65-year-old Chief
8: Justice was walking for exercise near his Lawrence Maryland home on Father's Day when he fell and hit his head, requiring stitches. Having suffered seizures in the past, Roberts was taken by ambulance to a local hospital and kept overnight. Doctors ruled out a seizure, the court said, and believed the fall was likely due to lightheadedness caused by dehydration. Justices aren't required to reveal health issues, and the news leaked only after the Washington Post got a tip. Roberts has played a dominant role this term, siding with his liberal colleagues on landmark decisions involving immigration, abortion rights and LGBTQ protections. Wednesday, he was back voting with conservatives in two religion cases, siding with the Trump administration to allow employers with religious or moral objections to opt out of providing free contraceptive coverage under the Affordable Care Act. It all sets the stage for one of the most hotly anticipated decisions of the term, whether President Trump's financial records and tax returns could finally be made public. House Democrats and the Manhattan District Attorney are trying to get a hold of those records. The court's decision could have major political implications not only for the president but for the Supreme Court as an issue in November.
2: Nora, that big issue on Trump's taxes tomorrow. Thank you, Jan. A warning tonight that heartburn medication used by millions can increase the risk of coronavirus. Researchers at Cedar sinai say patients who use proton pump inhibitor medications had between two and nearly four times the risk of testing positive for COVID-19 when exposed to it. Tonight, AstraZeneca, one of the makers of PPI drugs, tells us the company was not involved in the study and is confident its drugs are safe when used as prescribed. Now to a former college football player's life-saving catch. Watch as Philip Blanks makes a diving catch to save a boy who was dropped from the third floor balcony of a burning apartment. The boy's mother died in the fire. Blanks, a retired Marine who played wide receiver at Saddleback College, says he plans to reach out to the family and try and help them recover. 12-year-old boys are probably watching TV or playing Fortnite at 8 p.m., but there's a kid in Georgia who performs for his heroes at that hour. CBS's Mark Strassman introduces us.
7: Night after night, he's here. A 12-year-old and his trumpet outside Emory Decatur Hospital. Jason Sagans is saluting the COVID fighters, frontliners like Dr. Matthew Hogan. It's amazing. It takes very little to make people happy, right? Both Jason's parents are professional musicians but that's not where he got the idea. I
6: saw a guy from the New York Philharmonic playing off his balcony for the nurses and doctors at shift change, and I wanted to do something similar to it.
7: Rain or shine, he started playing tribute, 58 nights and counting.
6: I appreciate that they're working so hard every day, trying to save people's lives.
7: I'm gonna guess that there's a lot of people in this hospital who can't wait to hear you play.
8: I think some people in the hospital do. Like
7: Natalie Schmitz.
8: Just at his age and his talent even think
1: about that is just mind blowing to me.
7: She had a rough shift the first time she heard Jason play.
8: It gives you a sense of community. And it changes your whole shift because people are coming to work and they'll be talking about it.
7: This virus is sticking around. The only good part, Jason will too.
8: They know
6: that every night I'm going to be out there playing for them.
7: Mark Strassman, CBS News, Decatur, Georgia.
2: And inspiring all of us. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Lockdown Theater, how a puppeteer keeps his neighborhood entertained. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.